Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Welcome, Nellie Acap, to That Girl, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Nellie is quite accomplished in the small business world as a female entrepreneur. She has actually, I'm going to read your bio because it was so good. I was like, I can't do better than that. She did it. Nellie is an entrepreneur, small business expert, speaker, and mother of four amazing kids. As CEO of CorpNet.com, she has helped more than half a million entrepreneurs launch their businesses. ACAP is nationally recognized as one of the most prominent influential small business experts on legal matters, contributing frequently to outlets like Entrepreneur, Forbes, The Huffington Post, Mashable, and Fox Small Business. As a passionate entrepreneur herself, Nellie is committed to helping others take the reins and dive into small business ownership. Through her public speaking, media appearances, and frequent blogging, she has developed a strong following within the small business community. She is awesome, you guys. If you are thinking about starting a small business, you are in the right place. She's going to help us navigate with her own stories and her own experience. Nellie, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Wow, that was a nice warm welcome. I just got goosebumps all over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're very impressive. And I'm just glad that you're here to really give it, you know, in this real way of like what small business ownership is, and especially for female entrepreneurs, because we all wear a lot of hats, but I think that women, we wear a lot of hats. So Let's kind of dive into sort of how did you begin this journey? I don't think I could take direction and having somebody tell me what to do. Honestly, I am a very, very A-type personality. I, you know, grew up an only child. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, The fact that I'm an only child and um, you know, being raised, um, kind of just, you know, being on your own and having to always, you know, entertain yourself, you yeah. kind of become kind of a loner in a way. And um, you tend to become a survivor. So for me, it was really hard, uh, you know, as, as I grew up, uh, finding myself working for others and not being able to do something my own way and having to be confined to specific rules or ways of having that job done. So I think it was a combination of things. And plus, I didn't like having to be somewhere at a certain time. Uh, Whereas when I was given that flexibility of showing up whenever I wanted to, um, I felt like I was more excited to do what was, you know, expected of me. That makes so much sense. I'm also an only child and I resonate with all of what you said. Um, (laughs) I was a busy child. I was busy making my own businesses, writing shows. Like I was 
busy. I was doing that too. I I used to do like make believe stuff when I was little. I was always in my bedroom. Yeah. I was always in my bedroom doing something. You know, yeah. there was arts and crafts or you know doing a make believe show like I'm on stage. So. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. That was my favorite thing. I always um quote this. I, <laughs> you know, how your parents like give you a bunch of your kids stuff like much later and they're like, here's all your stuff. And you're like, whoa, I, I don't have the space for this. I found this note that I wrote to a bunch of my classmates and I was young. I'm thinking like mm, somewhere between first and maybe third grade. It is poorly spelled. But I, I would put these shows on and I would like audition and cast people and like write scripts. And I would do this within my school. And I had this note left over that said, rehearsal at recess, no excuses, exclamation point. And I was like, what kind of child was I like? But that is, that's an entrepreneur right there. Like that's a leader ready. in and of itself. That, that's leadership right there. It's funny <laughs> you say that because sometimes when I lead my sales meetings, it's like, come in at 9 a.m., no exceptions, you know? <laughs> right, right. So I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> so what about, what was your first business? And it could be like as a child too. Like what was your very first business? Oh my goodness. Um, so I used to, I loved stickers. I don't know if you remember, but you know, in elementary school, the, a long time ago. So I'm 51. I'm, we're talking like 30 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 40 years ago, maybe, but um, they used let's to keep have, it at 30. Let's not yeah, even, that's, right. that's fine. <laughs> have these little stickers that you used to scratch and sniff, you know? Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Oh, I loved those. So I used to like um, have these books, right? And I would put the stickers in there. And then, you know, everyone, it was like a thing in elementary school where you would exchange stickers, you know, and you would, you know, exchange it for money or I'll buy this off of you or I'll exchange this or we'll barter. So I think, you know, for me, that was like the first thing that I ever, ever got into. And then, of course, there was Hello Kitty and yeah. uh, all those little Sanrio products that, you know, I would buy and I would beg my parents to take me to. And then I had something and my friend didn't have it. So, you know, I'll sell it to you for X amount because you can't find it, you know. And then it kind of grew into... uh me working in my parents' businesses. Um, my parents were, you know, uh, I, I, I grew up with my grandparents. So my grandpa, you know, was in a bunch of different things. You know, he was an entrepreneur, really um, learned a lot from him. And uh, he had an antique gallery when we migrated to the U.S. So I was working the shop, you know, there selling antiques. And then we changed and switched over to the food business and they opened up a restaurant. I would work the cash register over there. So, um, you know, and then from there, it was a franchise business. I worked at in their, you know, Swenson's ice cream shop. So lots of uh, exposure to entrepreneurship and leadership at a very, very young age and kind of grew up with that mentality. But in addition to the fact that, uh, my family really, you know, we don't come from a lot of money. My family didn't have money. Um, my, you know, my parents got divorced at a very young age. My mom 
always had to kind of support herself, myself, you know, so it was always hard to make ends meet. So I, I was very much at a very young age, um, you know, seeing the struggle that my family had to go through to make ends meet. So um, that that whole, you know, making ends meet and that kind of hustling kind of, I guess, was ingrained within me at a very young age, coupled with the fact that I had to kind of, you know, take care of myself. Uh, I was abandoned at, at a very young age, you know, um, my mom was young, I love her to death, and no problems with her, I've forgiven her, um, you know, but you know, they were young, my mom had me when she was really young. So she didn't know how to raise a child. And so I kind of had to take care of myself in a lot of ways. And um, I, I truly believe that when you're, you know, put into that type of a situation, you truly become a survivor. And you kind of like your your nervous system is like, okay, what's next? What do I got to do? What I got to do? You know, and I think I, 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 thank my parents, I thank them for everything that, um, you know, they went through, because I wouldn't be the person I am today, if I didn't go through all that stuff, I wouldn't be as successful as I am today, I wouldn't be as sharp as I am today, I wouldn't be as, um, as a go getter as I am today, you know, okay. and I wouldn't be able to be on this podcast with you inspiring others. So I'm really grateful, but there is a certain thing to be said about, um, you know, the path that you embark on, um, truly every bit of it, every instance of it is an educational piece. And it's kind of like a pathway um, for you to learn from and to grow from. I love that you brought that up because that is not talked about enough I think with entrepreneurs and just how difficult they're, I mean, Tony Robbins is a very, he has a very distinct story. I love story him. I love him. I you love know, him. and I, I love that he shares that story because it suddenly makes him so human and you're just like, oh, okay. Like here's this big, you know, guy who seems like he could do anything he's ever wanted, but he like really had this really hard upbringing and so many people do. And then I think that there is a lot of shame in it. And I'm really grateful that you're telling your story that it isn't like, oh, this happened to me. It's yes, this happened to me. And I took from it the best I could and made myself better. You know, I created a world that I wanted to live in and like a life that was powerful, you know, instead of going the opposite direction. Well, and and it's funny that you bring up shame because I think every one of us has to go through that period of time where, you know, you take that shame and it's like, okay, when are we going to deal with the demons? You know, because the shame um, turns into, you know, it, it's, it becomes so, it, it, it becomes so strong and it kind of takes over your life whereby some people um, self-medicate through some sort of chemical addiction and other people uh, go through depression and anxiety and some sort of process addiction. Right. And so I think, you know, every one of us, you know, has had some shame. And I think the sooner you come out and you deal with that shame, 
the more freer you're going to be and the more closer you're going to be to all the, you know, goals and aspirations and dreams that you want to achieve. Because when you're having to deal with that kind of demon inside of you, and it's kind of just lingering around, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not setting you free to be the best that you can be in your life. So for those of you listening out there, you know, we all have shame and no judgment here. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not perfect by any means, you know, in fact, I call myself perfectly imperfect, you know, and, um, you know, the sooner you face those demons and, you know, you process that shame, it's just like a way of setting yourself free, you know, and, um, that's really helped me. And it, and, and it, it, it's really, really, really um, kind of became in the forefront of my life within the past three to four years, you know, with the onset of COVID happening and, and kind of like, holy moly, like, we're not able to do anything, you know, it's just kind of us and our homes and having to sit in that discomfort mm-hmm. and not having anything to distract with. And you have to deal with it, you know, at one time or another, it's like, okay, you know, let, let's get this show on the road. You know, it is the, it was the ultimate timeout for everyone Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go sit in the corner and think about what you've done good and bad. Um, I had sort of an opposite reaction with the pandemic um, because as an only child, as you know, it is very easy for us to keep ourselves distracted and busy. I did that. And I'm so grateful that I did do that. So I had sort of a delayed reaction to going and sitting in the corner and like processing about like six or eight months later. And then it did hit me and I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) this is different. Life is so different and everything changed and shifted. And um, let's let's actually talk a little bit about how your life will shift and alter when you embark on starting a small business. Because like we mentioned before we got on the podcast, people I think have this idea of I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my new business and I'm going to get all my cute stationery and all my cute stuff and my business cards. I'm going to make my website. It's going to be so exciting. And listen, it is, it's fun, right? But they throw a way too much money into it. First of all, B there's like an, a crazy kind of fantasy expectation and you know, and I know that that's going to come down real hard if you're not prepared for it. So Let's kind of talk about that and also how your life will shift once you start your business. So, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of us may not have kids, okay? But the the, the easiest way I can kind of define, you know, giving birth to a small business and starting a small business, it's like, giving birth to a baby, or in your case, because you have fur babies, you know, um, owning an animal, you know, like when you bring a a new dog or cat into your home, you got to train them, Mm. got to feed them, you got to water them. Very, very, very similar to starting and owning your own business. Starting a business, yes, it's great. You get to call yourself a boss. You get to call yourself a boss babe or 
woman CEO. And you know what? At the end of the day, yeah, for me, yeah, I'm called the CEO of CorpNet, but I'm a small business owner and my name is Nellie. I identify with Nellie, a small business owner who is in the trials and tribulations of owning a business, running a business, and stomaching all the highs and lows that go into starting a business, growing a business, and running the day-to-day. And I'll tell you, um, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. Uh, I went to, you know, I did the whole nine yards when it came to education. I went and got my degree uh, from Cal State Northridge in uh, business administration with an emphasis in sales and marketing. Then I went to uh, get my graduate degree and I'm a Juris Doctorate in law. And and then it was like, okay, here I am. I'm a lawyer now. I graduated law school and I have all these, uh, you know, student loans to pay off. And the entry of level for a uh, lawyer who just graduated is not going to support the type of lifestyle that my husband and I want to envision for ourselves. So what are we going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started my first company and I'll tell you my first company, like the minute we put up a one page website, like we didn't even have to answer the phone. You know, it was the right place, the right time, the birth of the internet at the birth of the internet, 1997. And we were bombarded, bombarded with orders, you know, Uh, fast forward 2005, Grew the company to where it was doing in nearly a million dollars in gross sales revenue. We got acquired by a publicly traded company. Easy breezy. Like literally, I can sit here today and tell you, I didn't even have to work hard for it. You know? Yeah. It's like it was like God just put this opportunity in front of me. And, you know, fast forward 2005, we got acquired for a large sum of cash. And here we are with now twins and a third baby and we got acquired. So uh, we took some time off, focused on our then growing children. Now I'm sitting here going, okay, what am I gonna do? You know, like I'm too young, I'm too bored. And frankly, I'm too young to take on an early retirement. Mm -hmm. So I'm crawling out of my skin. I mean, talk about like, entrepreneurship, I was selling tie-dye shirts out of the back of my S550 trunk, you know, to schools because my kids were in elementary school and middle school. So I would go there for their, you know, sports uh, games. And I would literally like make tie-dye t-shirts in the school colors and sell them, you know. And finally, I, I found myself sitting with friends and just helping them promote their businesses. And I go, okay, I got to start again, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I started our current company, CorpNet, in 2009, which was at the height of the recession, you know? And I will tell you, Jacqueline, I have never worked harder in my life the second time around with CorpNet that I have ever worked hard in, ever in my life. I... Basically, for the first 10 years of starting and running CorpNet, my husband and I had to pay 
to work at the company because we came in with this ego, okay, of like, I've done it before, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to get acquired again. And let me tell you, that was the biggest wake-up call of my life because that's not how small business works. And believe me, you know, I look at it today and I go, you know, the first time around, you know, because it happened so quickly with the first company, it was like I wasn't able to really learn all the trials and tribulations that go into starting a business. You know, it was all given to me on a silver platter. Whereas this time around with our current company, like I'm telling you, there were so many nights of crying and tears and, oh my God, are we going broke? Do we have to shut down? You know, so you know, yes, it's really exciting to start a business. And oftentimes, and I love the fact that you brought up the name and the stationery and the business cards, because that's exactly what people do. It's like the first thing they want is that name, you know, oh, my God, I got to pick up the name and I got to do. But where's the business plan? Okay, where is the whole plan of how you're going to structure you know, the people within the company, what kind of culture are you going to have within mm. that company? What kind of social media, you know, how do you want people to connect with you as a company? What's your mantra? What's your value? In this day and age, you know, with how people are on social media, one person can either make you or break you. And we see it every day. Mm-hmm. One person can either make you or break you. So, you know, it, it it's not a simple all-in-one package of an answer, you know? Yeah. It's basically starting a small business, you know, you have to kind of look at it as if you're giving birth to a child, you know, because you have to birth it, you have to water it, you have to feed it. They're, you know, just like a baby, they're going to fall, they're going to cry, they're going to break their hands, their knees, they're going to stress. That's what happens with a business, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to go through times where you're going to be like, holy moly, oh God, what am I going to do? It's COVID now, we're going through a shutdown. That's what happened to us, you know, mm-hmm. we had 15 employees, literally 15 employees, And I never forget this day, our director of operations came to me and looks at me and goes, you need to go home. And I'm like, I'm not going home. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're going to get locked out of the building. Okay. Because they're, they're shutting down everywhere. And I'm looking at him like he's like someone from outer space talking to me. And I go to my husband and I'm like, how are we going to feed all these people? You know, what are we going to do? So I had a choice at that moment. I could either look at it as, oh my God, it's the end of the world. It's COVID. It's we're done. You know, I got to tell everybody bye-bye. We're shutting down. Or I can look at it and go, okay, I'm going to see what I can do to help people. And what I can do in this day and age with COVID to try to provide options to people so that they can keep their businesses alive and they can continue to 
conduct business remotely. So we went from a 15 person company to now a 125 person company within a matter of two years. Wow. And it was because again, you have to be able to pivot as a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't just sit there when your baby is not breathing and be like, okay, I'm going to just look at you. You know, I, I don't know yeah. how else to like no. this. That, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the birth of a child. It's like when your son or daughter is choking what are you going to do? You're going to get up, you're going to react, and you're going to try to do everything you can to help them, you know? And as a business owner, that's exactly what you have to do. You got to be there and you got to give your business whatever it takes, okay? So that not only you're not failing your team, but you're also not failing your clients and you're listening to your clients. You're giving them something that they're wanting and it's going to be something that's going to solve a problem, a need out there. And that's what exactly we did. You know, we, we came out with products and services that were timely and they were, you know, solving a need out there. Right. I think, uh, first of all, I'd love to do a two-parter on this because I have so many more questions that we can't even fit into this. But I don't know what it is about you. I just love you. There's just an energy about you where I think like I could just sit here for days. I mean, I'm inspired just by being on this podcast with you. Oh, girl, thanks. That's so sweet. I'm inspired by you. That's why I'm like, let's do a two-parter. I think there's so much more. Um, I think quickly though, I want to seriously dive into, there's so much about business and owning a business and all of that. It is so, so much more than we have time for. But here's a question that I struggled with, with other businesses or other, you know, career paths that I've done in the past. I'm so interested to know what you think about this. When do you know it's time to stop your business? Great question. And it's when you have literally, so you know what, this is, this is such a great question because I've had businesses where I've had to look at it. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. So it's not like I just have CorpNet. I mean, yeah, CorpNet is my baby and it's where I, you know, spend 99.9999% of my life. Okay. This is my main baby, but I do other things, you know, um, I do lifestyle, you know, I help my kids, you know, I'm a manager for them for whatever they want to do, you know? So when is it, when does a, when do you need to shut down? or When do you need to kind of look at yourself and say, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, it's when, You've exhausted all efforts, you know, and you truly, 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 there is no other option where you can go, but I could do this, eh, but I'm not, you know, yeah. or I could do this. Eh, I, I'm too, you know what? It's, it's when you lost, it starts with you, number one. Okay. And it's when you don't believe in that product or service or, or whatever it is that you're doing, because I'll tell you this. This is, in my opinion, the number one 
reason for our success is that in the face of coming back and starting Corpnet, okay, in a market that was completely saturated, okay, because my old company was the exact replica of our current company, okay, and when I told everybody that I was starting back in the same time, people were laughing at me. They're like, you're crazy. You know, you're going to come and compete with, you know, the 800 pound gorilla legal zoom, your old company, you know? And I said, yeah, because there's a plan when you have, you know, when you, when you believe in what you're doing, when you're so passionate about what you do, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no question about it because money is, it's so easy to make, you know, and there's plenty of business to go around for everybody. You just got to niche yourself properly. You got to market yourself properly. Okay. But here's the thing. And, and the main ingredient, the main common denominator in all of this is that I was passionate. I believed in what I had to offer to the world, you know, yeah. and in answer to your question, when you've lost that passion or belief when you don't believe in the products and services that you're selling then it's time to shut down yeah i think that is a perfect and simple to the point answer it's something that people struggle with you know they've put in all this money all this work all this time all their heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears and if you aren't interested in it anymore if you're just doing it because you've done all that other stuff you feel obligated that's, I really think when you need to, to reassess, you know, how much of this is your ego, how much of this is like, well, I put so much money and I might as well keep going. The passion like you're describing is what keeps your business creative and being able to pivot and keep, I mean, if again, this is the number one thing with any business. This is what I always say. If you aren't passionate about what you want to do, you're never going to succeed because that thing you're going to need that sort of passion, that sort of, I'm in love with this. I would do everything to make this succeed because no one's going to work harder than you will. Yes. And the the problem that I see out there with people coming to start businesses is that it's that let's get rich quickly and, you know, let's become an overnight success. And most of the time people are doing it for the money you know, and yeah, you know, great. The It's great to make a lot of money, but it's like, people are going to see right through you, you know, mm-hmm. and nowadays with, you know, the, the power of social media, the power of, you know, our digital age that we're in, you know, people want to know who's behind the product, who's behind the company, what their values are, and why they're doing the things that they're doing. So, you know, if you're planning on just starting a business just because you want to make money, I I really suggest you stop right there and save yourself a lot of money, you know, and start up costs. I agree. Nelly, you're fantastic. You're going to come back on. I'm not even giving you the option. You're just going to come back on and we're going to talk more about business. Yes. And Gosh, we could make so many different parts to this, but tell people how they can find you. 
Absolutely. So if any of you are looking to start a business, whether it's just simply starting a sole proprietorship or partnership, or if you're ready to incorporate a business or form an LLC or needing to expand a business in any state, come check us out at www.corpnet.com. Again, that's www.corpnet.com. We provide online business filing services in any of the 50 states, including state tax registrations, payroll and state tax registrations. And uh, if you have any questions about starting a business or want more education, just come check out our website at www.corpnet.com. You can also contact us at 1-888-449-2638 or send us an email to info at corpnet.com. You can also follow us all over social media, uh, forward slash corpnet or my personal social handle at Account. It's been such a pleasure. I am so grateful to be on your show. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore.